0: Log Talk Radio. I
1: love my people. I love my people. I love my people. I love my people. People are strong from the cradle to the grave. I love my people. They couldn't break us down because we were. Far, far. It's about just how we, we truly are. Take these words, Take these words. Across, the land. across the land. Divided we fall. Divided, we fall. United we stand. we stand. Think about greatness. Think about greatness. Your, history. Your history without my people. Without
2: my people, I would not want to be.
3: In this, her first romance novel, State of Ecstasy, Jew Ephraim finds passion on the lush island of Martinique. Reminiscent of the works of Clipas and Lawrence, Jew Ephraim's rich emotional landscape delivers an achingly accessible complexity that makes State of Ecstasy steamy, provocative, and fresh, and its author, a forceful new voice, who brings an entirely new level of heat to romance. With her soon-to-be-released paranormal novel, Ephraim is giving us a brand new insight into this genre. Find her books on Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold.
4: Somewhere a child is waiting. Somewhere a child is waiting for you and Unity Parenting and Counseling makes it possible for that child to be connected with his new family. Unity Parenting and Counseling will help you through the application process, training, and certification. Call Brenda Weatherspoon today at 312-455-0007 to be connected at the heart. Call 312-455-0007 today so that each day that child is closer to home.
2: A pleasure, hard to resist. Look how much time it took off me when it ring when broke. on me Though they know me nothing. Too much to love and trust. been better those who have wronged me, I'll tell them forgive them. send my blessings? Took a boy for a man, and still he loves me just as I am. Just as yes, yes, I am. Yes, he loves me just as yes, yes, I am. My ship is dead And still he loves me Just as I am
4: to Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, All Black, All News, All You, for Thursday, December 8th, 2011. This broadcast is designed to service the African American community in Chicago and around the world. Tonight's segment is Black Wall Street USA. Join us right here every Thursday evening for Black Wall Street USA. We're here from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Thursday evenings, and we want to, want you to be with us to be a part of sustaining and increasing black businesses across this country and the world. You really have to admit that that was some great opening music, great opening music. And uh, I'm so it's such a pleasure to share with you, uh, I Love My People, Oba William King of Just Us Arts dot org right here in Chicago. He loves me from the C D, the new C D just released. Uh International Women of Reggae, that is a bad, bad song. And I get to lay back a little bit and enjoy my evening. Uh we have a great guest tonight. The chairman is running late. Our host is Mr. Ron Carter Chairman of Black Wall Street, Chicago, and publisher and editor of the South Street Journal here in Chicago. I'm Sonya Cassandra Perdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network, and author of Black America: Asking Ourselves the Tough Questions, Book One, 2010, and Mr. Carter's co-host for this evening's show. Now the chairman's supposed to call in, and as I told our guests, Ron Carter got this uh, time thing. He say seven o'clock, but he really mean eight. So. We're going to wait uh, to see really what time he's going to call in. He said 8 o'clock. But we're going we're gonna, to uh, see if he's going to hold himself to it. He's going to have difficulty. He really got this time thing. So just remember that. When you get ready to meet with the chairman, he'll say 7. You'll be sure you be there at 8. This show has a national focus. Is that a bad thing to say? It's the truth. I'm just trying to look out for you. This show has a national focus. We we reach out to organizations such as Group 15 and individuals such as the President, Mr. Michael Finney, across the nation in our efforts to connect the dots, the spiritual dots of our people across this land. We bring forth ideas and agendas that are already in place and let the nation know what works for us. We tell our own stories. We bring forth people from across this nation who know how to make it work not just talk about it but know how to make it work in the trenches with the hands on it touching it feel it live it understand it that's the only way this works it will ever work for us. We have so many talkers they're about to talk us in a grave. They're about to kill us with the talk. We're talking we wanna we wanna be in the presence, in the spirit of people who got their hands on it and know what's going on out here. Mr. Michael Finney is one of those people. It is our desire that those who work for the common good of our people meet here on Common Ground and share what it is that they do. Black Wall Street USA is here like a forceful and positive virus sharing the news coming out of our communities. Our ongoing question For this year, what did Black America accomplish in 2010 and what is the number one priority for our communities in 2011? We've asked that question on most of the show. Sometimes we're running into topics and we forget to go back and address that with every guest, but a lot of them, if you listen to our archives, the chairman did ask that question of most of our guests this year. And I felt, just my opinion, that's the only person I can speak for. That um, like anything, it's like my book, Black America Asking Ourself the Tough Questions. You can ask the question, but are you going to get an answer? People have a tendency not to answer the question. They go and answer everything else. They go and start inputting everything else. I don't know if they don't if they fail to teach your stat in Chicago public schools or in schools generally. Is that the reason that we're having problem with test and testing? uh we cannot answer the question what did black america accomplish in 2010 they don't want to say nothing but of course we have people have accomplished we've accomplished so much but we don't think about those things and what is the number one priority we can't choose when the answer is always we have thousands and hundreds of thousands of priorities there has to be a first there is a first, I'm quite sure. We're going to see what Mr. Finney's answer is going to be. But uh want to thank Oba William King of Justice Arts for providing us with that music, and I know you want to go back and play it again, and Rochelle, the uh, Promotional Manager for International Women of Reggae, and also you can go to reggaeprince.com and look at all their music because there's an International Men of Reggae CD, and that's bad. And I think earlier in the year or uh, maybe last year we did feature that. We we're going to have him on the show, and I'm, I'm not sure what happened. But I think that we can work that out because that is some great music. I just love it. This is Black Wall Street USA, and this is Sonia Cassandra-Purdue. I'm the executive producer. The chairman's not in. I haven't checked the switchboard again, but he's expected later. Our call-in number is 347 Three four seven three two six nine four seven seven and yes, I did open up the chat room. I'm multitasking the day. You know, usually when the chairman's here, I get to sit back uh, and play with all these buttons and do all these things, and I get to relax a little. Now I have to see if I can walk and, uh, as they say, chew gum at the same time. We're certainly going to find out, aren't we? Mr. Michael Finney of Group 15 is, I guess, tonight. And let's just take a couple of minutes to share Group 15's mission statement. Group 15 states that their mission is a better neighborhood through increased resident involvement, community beautification, and strengthening family structure by promoting education, parenthood, and family life in our neighborhoods. We support structured activities for families and children, which endorse character building and social skills, Group 15 also provides information and assistance to senior citizens and volunteers' support for a crisis situation locally and nationwide. Mr. Finney will be joining us after the first break. When I invited uh, Mr. Finney, who so graciously accepted, to be a guest on this show, uh I did explain to him this is a business oriented show and do we do stray off. If you listen to the archives, we stray, straight, stray. But I'm trying to be, as my job is, as producer to bring us back to a business focus. Sometimes you can't do everything, you can't do everything well. Uh I'm taking focus lessons and giving them to myself. I listen to a lot of audios. Uh and which is a healthy thing. It keeps your mind focused. It keeps you uh the old saying. Uh my grandmother used to say black folks got all the saying, and white folks got all the money. But they did not create those things for um, for no purpose. That was their way of communicating lessons in life to us, that saying the idol mind is the workshop of the devil. You know it, I know it to be true. So I keep myself focused uh, away from the destruction um and input of others by listening to a lot of videos, and I listened to one about focusing on what you're doing. So Group 15, uh, they, probably, they probably have a great desire to do everything that they see that needs to be done in their community. We want to ask them how you do it, how do you focus on all this, all these things, resident involvement, beautification, strengthening the family, parenthood, the catch Education, family life, the neighborhood, social skills building, children, contributing to uh, people in crisis situation. that's a big plate to uh, carry around. And we try. We have people out here with those type of hearts that do, and you don't see them on TV. No, that's not what you're seeing. That's not what you're looking at, really, truly. That is not what you're looking at. You don't see them on TV because really and truly they don't have the time. But I really thank Mr. Finney for taking the time this evening. And like I said, we're going to bring them back after the break. But before we go on break, we'd just like to give you an update on one of our new programs for 2012. South Street Journal and Chicago's Black Business Network are uniting to create a community news network. A few weeks ago, we put out a call for community news reporters, and the interest level has just gone through the ceiling, and we uh, can't wait to get this project started. We can't wait to hear the first news reports. I am so excited. you listen to Black Wall Street USA. I'm Sonya Cassandra-Purdue, and I'm hosting for tonight until the chairman comes in. Just want to give you a little information about the program. Now, community news reporters want it. This is the project description. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network and South Street Journal, we're seeking news reporters from all 50 states to give us the 411 on what's going on in their communities. And the reason that we're reaching out like this, we get news reports from everywhere, uh, in the Internet, on TV, which I don't look at, cable, and everywhere, newspaper, flyers, uh, email blasts, everywhere there are news reports. And so we want to formalize the process orally uh, in an audio format and eventually to a TV format where people in their communities who know what is important to their communities tell us the stories about their communities and people from our we look at the vision is my vision is for people from all over and we got you know inquiries from africa uh all over the world uh i think italy <laughs> everywhere well people want to tell their stories what is going on in our communities what is the concern uh in our community they want to tell their stories and we want to hear the stories uh from these people we want to hear the stories from people that no one asks, that they never ask about what's going on, but they want to tell it and they're capable of doing it. We want to hear their stories. we like to select two dependable people from all 50 states to give us a monthly update and a recorded MP3 format with a maximum of three to four minutes. We wanted to keep this format short because we wanted to get the meat of the story. You know, the longer we get time we give in the talk, the more we will talk you know that we will so we want to get to the many, to the meat of the topic to the meat of the story and uh on one of the calls that we had the uh, publisher and editor Ron Carter, he had his publisher and uh editor had his newspaper man had we talked about the difference of doing an editorial as opposed to a news story we want news stories uh that eliminates, eliminates the ranting and raging and Uh, although, as he said, sometimes those do get confused. If you look at the news, this is an example he used. If you look at newscasts, they do interject their own uh, personality and uh, editorialize them and make them up as they go a lot. Uh, if you're laughing and joking, doing a news story, then you're probably not telling the news. You're probably sticking some stuff in there just to make. It's kind of entertainment now. The news is almost entertainment. Some of it depends on what you're looking at. So that's what we're looking for. This is a great opportunity for uh, young people. If you're majoring in broadcasting or communications or one of those fields, to put it on your uh, resume. Uh, so if you 're active in the local community, this will be a great opportunity to let everyone around the country know what 's going on. Uh, you may want to build your voice portfolio maybe that 's what you 're working on, or maybe you just want a new life experience. This is the, pretty much the way your report will go. Uh, you give your name this is Sonya Purdue uh, from Chicago, Illinois, reporting for from Reporting for Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. You do your your broadcast three to four minutes, then you do your closing. You say your name again. You're welcome to give your company. How you can be reached, if you have a website, you're welcome uh, to give that. And we're reporting from Chicago's Black Business Radio. And you would just do this three or four-minute thing just like once a month. And uh, we'll air air it right here on Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. And not only will we air it here, we will also uh, play on WJPC-FM Chicago. That's WJPCChicago.com. And we hope to get this going in January. Uh, I think that we will have some on the first show in January. You know, it takes like anything. I start anything. It starts with one, and then eventually it grows uh, I started Chicago's Black Business Network with one, that's me, and now we have almost 900 members. want you to know you're listening to Black Wall Street USA. I'm Sonya Cassandra Perdue, and this show is also replayed on WJPC-FM Chicago, Saturday mornings from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. We want to thank the general manager over there for his support and uh, you're going to hear some of our supporters coming up in a little while. But take the time and give me a call if this is something that you're interested in. My number is 312-239-8835, 312-239-8835. want you to uh, please spread the word. We have a survey that we want you to complete, quite simply, and then you would uh, give us an agreement, and we would move forward from there. We're going to take a little bit of a break. We get to take breaks today. Isn't that just amazing? You know, Ron Carter does not do breaks. It is very difficult. I'm like, break, break, break. It is very difficult to get Ron to take a break. But we get to take breaks tonight. After our break, Mr. Finney will join us, and I appreciate you being here. We're going to listen to something I haven't listened to uh, since uh, Ms. Scalia muhammad here that's the second wife of muhammad ali we interviewed her and in about her children's coloring book on Etiquette and i uh, hope to have her back in the beginning of the year and work on some things with her but we played this right in the middle of the show one day and she just loved it and i sent it to her so we uh, hope that you love it too gray stills in the winter. a fabulous magnificent pianist mr boise queen Just a little bit about who we are. Chicago's Black Business Network is a grassroots business-to-business service designed to assist the individual business owner in his or her efforts to reach the next level of service and growth in the marketplace. It is our goal to provide a platform for businesses to connect across the city and the country. This is where you create relationships that are designed to take your business to the next level of success. Chicago's Black Business Network is growing. We now have 800 plus members, and it is our mission to plant the seeds and provide the tools for growth to each of our members. Visit us today: www. Chicago's that's chicago with an s Chicago's Black Join us today and touch the world. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, founder.
5: Tired, stressed out, or just need me or we time? Then Phoenix Rising, Baltimore's exclusive bed and breakfast, is the place for you. Phoenix Rising offers an unforgettable rejuvenating experience with exquisite guest rooms. Find peace and calm in the Sedona room or Haitian room, or relax in front of a marble fireplace in the Serengeti room. Call 410-462-2692 today to schedule your escape to Phoenix Rising. Visit us online at phoenixrising.com. Do you have a loved one who's away at an Illinois correctional center that would love to see you today? Let Heartstrings Express assist you. We offer two visits back to back. These visits include an overnight hotel stay. Visit Heartstrings, the number two, IL or call us now at 708-450-8252. That's 708-450-8252. Is Jesus really a prophet of Islam? What do Muslims really
2: believe? Why are so many people converting to Islam? How do I know if Islam is the true religion of God? Got questions? Get answers. Visit www.olensword.com
4: You're listening to WJPCFM Chicago's Community Affairs Calendar, powered by Chicago's Black Business Network. I'm Sonia Cassandra Perdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. Join us today and touch the world. Group 15, located in the Englewood area in Chicago, is hosting their monthly clothing drive, which benefits area churches, community members, and victims of natural disasters. Group 15 states... Our aim is a better neighborhood through increased resident involvement, community beautification, and strengthening family structure by promoting education, parenthood, and family life in our neighborhoods. Support Group 15 and get more information on the Clothing Drive by calling 773-599-2489. That's 773-599-2489 or visit group15.org. Welcome back. You're listening to Chicago's Black Business Radio Network on Black, on News, on You. Tonight's segment is Black Wall Street USA. Our host, Ron Carter. Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago is running a little late, but we're here. I'm Sonia, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. Join us today and touch the world. You are listening to some great music during the break. That was Boise Queen, pianist, his original composition, Grace Fields in the Winter." You can visit him on CBBN. Uh, he has a profile page there. You can listen to some more of his music. This is Black Wall Street USA. Our calling number is 347 347- Three two six nine four seven seven three four seven three two six nine four seven seven. Hello to the guests in the chat room. Please leave your questions in there. I will happily multitask and run over there and come back and ask Mr. Finley. I guess. Um, leave your company information in the chat in the uh, chat room. Leave your website links there. If you got a business, that's how you communicate. That's another way of networking. We're going to bring on our guests. Our guest tonight. It's Mr. Michael Finley, and we want to thank you so much for joining us tonight and being a part of Black Wall Street USA. Mr. Finley, welcome to Black Wall Street USA. How are you?
6: Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you, Mr. Thanks for having me.
4: Oh, no problem, no problem. Did you enjoy that music?
6: I did enjoy the music. I was actually just sitting here looking out the window listening to the uh, classical music. Pretty good, pretty good. Good,
4: I know, I'm getting bad, I'm getting bad I got this music thing going And we are always looking for original music and spoken word Uh, Now, Mr. Finney We uh, shared your mission statement uh, earlier in the show And then we shared uh, our WJPCF in Chicago community update That we did for you And we reach out to community organizations like that all the time You can always send those to me I just want to interject that and as okay. I said, I know you were listening to me, as I said. you got your plate. you got all these things on your plate. How do you do this? What yeah. are you doing over <laughs> there Mr. team? Tell us about it.
6: Uh, well, sir. well uh, the grace of God, first of all, uh, helps me get all of these things accomplished, um, you know, and getting on my knees every night and, and praying and looking up at the sky and just um, making sure I stay healthy enough to keep doing what I'm doing. Um, but it also comes along with, you know, the help of uh, a dedicated group of uh, volunteers, uh, loved ones, family members, uh, mothers and sisters, and significant others, and sons, uh, community people in the schools, principals. You know, you have to kind of get everybody involved to uh, make this make the community um, better than what it is. You know, this area of Inglewood, West Inglewood. Uh, I grew up in this area. Uh, thirty-eight years. I'm thirty-eight years old. I'll be thirty-nine next year. And um, I love my community. I love I love my neighborhood. I love Inglewood, and I just want to make it better.
4: Now, Mr. Finney, um, you're 38 years old. I'm just a tiny, tiny, tiny bit older than you. Um, I think I graduated from high school before you were born. Now, I went to Limbo. Not possible. uh, uh,
6: Huh? I said not possible. That's not possible.
4: (laughs) Oh, yes, it is. Oh, it's absolutely possible. (laughs) I went to to Limbo, which is in the Englewood community. Over there.
6: walk
4: yeah, um, away from me. Yeah, okay. And that was way, way, way back. Now, um, in Inglewood at that time, uh, when I was a freshman in Inglewood, I mean, uh, thinking about Inglewood, Limblow coming out of Windworth Garden Projects, the last class of predominantly whites were graduating out. And then the next class was very much predominantly black. We know um so the community was looking a little bit different at that time. What happened to Inglewood, Mr. Finney?
6: All well, the time, um, as you know, as um African Americans started moving into the area, um, and actually my parents bought um our family home um, from an Irish uh family, you know, moving into the area at that time, uh which was nineteen seventy three. And at that time, um, I was, you know, a baby just born, but from what I'm told from my mom and dad, you know, this was a predominantly white neighborhood. Um, Lindblom had predominantly white uh, students, but as African-Americans uh, came and migrated into the area, you know, um, unfortunately, um, people start moving. You know, they start moving. They start leaving. So after a matter of time, as more African-Americans started coming into the neighborhood, you know, eventually the schools changed, the stores changed, um, and the neighborhood changed. Um, and so that's really what happened over time around here. Um, and as you know, for quite some time now, you know, this has been a predominantly African-American community. And as of lately, it's been, um, uh, we have a lot of Hispanic-American uh, brothers and sisters moving into the area. So over time um, and, and cycles, you know, the makeup of the land changes, you know, along with the, the difference in the makeup of the land, you're going to have different behaviors. You're going to have different customs and cultures.
4: Okay, so the neighborhood Changes, the neighborhood Changed, and it is still In transition, It's you know, communities are always In transition for one reason or another really? Um Why The change that happened In Inglewood, uh, was it The income Change, uh, the race Change, uh The property The, when, um the white flight took place, as in all areas, as we know, Mr. Finney, when white flight takes place, uh, it is not a devastation to them. It is a benefit to them because they got the equity out of their properties and they can go purchase mm-hmm. up, and they can keep the same mortgage rate almost mm-hmm. uh, at, at their same income level. So when blacks move in and uh, into these communities, for that period of time they've purchased these property at the high, at the highest market rate.
7: And mm-hmm.
4: they uh at a at a less income. Their income is less than those that have moved out. We know that there's uh disparity in income. So so now we have someone paying a higher uh note than they were rent. We mm-hmm. have them in a mortgage agreement. We also have uh people who uh economically are not at the same level as the people who moved out. So the community
6: Absolutely.
4: changed. Did the community go down? Uh, where, where
6: I think, would that make um, the community go down? Yeah, I think initially when, the, when the, again, when I was much younger and the community began to change, and like you said, those different uh, different incomes started coming into the area. You know, along with that comes, because we cannot uh, negate the fact that there was, um, you know, profiling at that time when it came to, um, so to speak, when it came to our housing, uh, lending, mortgage rates, you know, we know that happened. So um, naturally what happened at that time was people with those incomes who thought they could probably, you know, survive in these neighborhoods with those incomes, you know, it didn't turn out that way. And not only that, I think over time, you know, when I was younger, we had more more of a workforce of our parents, grandparents, they were workers. You know, they went and worked places for 30 and 40 years. And, you know, over time, you know, the workforce hasn't been that. You know, you have people who work some places 10 years, 4 years, 5 years, you know, and with that comes not that long-term 20-, 30-year stability uh, where you can pay off a 20- or 30-year note, you know, without it fluctuating and things of that nature. You know, I think income has, has, a you know, a lot to do with it, along with this was an area that was becoming predominantly black. So when it was becoming predominantly black, you know, The thing has been historically to um, cheapen the value of things. And this area, I'm very proud of, this area is accessible to mostly everywhere in the city. We sit in between uh, the expressway and Midway Airport. Uh, The expressway can take you anywhere throughout the city and suburbs. You have uh, transportation and main lines and interior streets here. So I think this is a very uh, accessible area to anywhere you want to get in the city. And I think that's why it's coming back, uh, coming back around to where everybody's trying to move back into the city. I was riding around the neighborhood today just uh, picking up uh, clothes from different residents for the clothes drive, and I noticed that Sotheby's is, is, drawing, is buying up a lot of the homes in our neighborhood, you know, and, and, you know, that's usually a name we would see downtown on some real estate. But we're seeing that name and on a lot of the And who is, who is
4: buying here. up a lot of houses in your neighborhood?
6: Uh, Properties. It's a a, a realty uh, company. So, oh, you yeah, see okay. that name on real estate downtown. Okay. You know, and now now you seeing that name on abandoned properties, um, on the south side. You know, off the expressway of seventy first around here in Inglewood. Um I just saw one uh, on fifty sixth or on that day when I was out. So, um, they do see the value in this community. You know, they don't they don't build brand new uh, colleges and put up. You know. Uh, new lights on main streets just because they have nothing else to do. They see value in this place, just like they see in other parts of the city. You know, so it's That's right not, now what I think is going money, on. Is,
4: following the money. Oh, I'm they're sorry, following, go ahead. They're following the money.
6: They're following the money. You know they're waiting, and the way I look at it is, you know, that it's pretty much a, a process of we being economically pushed out without a doubt. You know, and it's, it's a waiting game now. You know, right now uh, with the homes over here, we have abandoned homes. You know, aluminum siding ripped off the side, front doors wide open. Um, they haven't been demolished, and no one's come to board them up. You know, so right now we're at a point where they. What's happening is, the property values are intentionally being driven down. You know, I know for a fact. You know, my house is <laughs> eight nine thousand um, dollars off what it's worth just because of the abandoned buildings and abandoned homes just on the block. So I think what we need to do at this point, and one thing 2010 has definitely showed us, that we cannot wait around for anybody else to repair our community. We can't wait. We don't have that time, and that's not anything that, or ideology, we need to be passing on to our next generation. You know, action needs to be taken now. You know, outreach to the to the community, different churches, different community members, um, businesses, that needs to take place now. We we can't wait any longer for that, you know, and, and it's not necessarily you're going to go out and, and, and get paid for it or get paid a lot of money for it. These are just things that need to take place and need to happen, and um, we need to take that responsibility in our neighborhoods, um, especially our uh, black men in our neighborhoods. Hey, we need to take back our neighborhoods. We are the backbone of our neighborhoods. When we Stand up, stand our ground, and we get out here, and we let our kids and our women know what's important to us as black men and in our communities this the whole scope of this will change the whole landscape of this will change okay
4: now, how long has group uh fifteen been operating
6: uh since two thousand nine is when we um uh, when we formed, and so it's only been uh two years um it's been a great two years. Um, had an opportunity to be involved in a number of volunteer activities, um, around the city and um around the country and it's it's just really been great and very um very soul soul fulfilling, I must say.
4: I I uh did view you on your page. You have been quite busy, haven't you? <laughs> you yes, man. You, uh, <laughs> oh, you that uh portfolio there is growing. Make me feel ashamed. I'm like he just he he, he he's
6: everywhere. <laughs>
4: It's just everywhere.
6: You know what? I didn't realize how much it was
8: until I heard you talking about
6: it. introduced it on the radio. I was like, wow, that does seem like a lot. (laughs) You
4: you have been quite, quite busy, and and that's okay. That's okay. It's an example. You're setting an example of of resident involvement is what you're doing. And uh, I believe that we need to see examples. We we don't know what we don't know, and we know that. (laughs) You and I know that, but people need to know that. And when you're involved like that, and you're bringing people with you, uh, it encourages other people like me to to be involved. Uh, you don't see me out in a, lot, a lot. You don't see me out and around a lot, even though I have a social network. I'm kind of internet based. But when I look at you um, as president of Group 15, by the way, people, this is Black Wall Street, USA. I'm Sonya Cassandra Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. Chairman, is that you? In the uh, green room, I think I see you. We're going to let them wait there a little bit. Uh, I see you around You uh, around the Chicago Teachers Union and Southside NAACP, State of Illinois Deputy Register, uh, Eyes on the Future Mentoring Program. Oh, goodness. It goes on and on and on. You're a community representative with John Hope College. Uh, finance with Finney. What
6: is that, Mr. Finney? Well, Finance with Finney was a program. Uh, I graduated from uh, Tuskegee University uh, with a degree in uh, business finance. And initially, um, right out of college, I went downtown, you know, got the corporate job. Um, then I left my corporate job to come uh, teach in CPS. Um, started off as a day-to-day uh, sub. But what caused me to come into CPS was um I saw a news report on the evening news saying how they needed black more black males in the classroom. So um, about after a week after I saw that, I left uh, downtown and came to CPS, uh, which was a great experience. And one thing I noticed when I was in those classrooms is that the kids were having trouble uh, not only with a little bit with the with the math, but really just knowing the value of money. You know, they were money wasn't really an issue. One young man told me. Um, you know, he came in with some uh, new sneakers on one day. I was like, oh, man, those are some nice, um, you know, Jordans you got on there. Oh, yeah, my mama bought these for about
8: $10. I said, hey,
6: man, those things cost way more than $10. You know, the key, he didn't know the value of money. You know, this was, he didn't, yeah, they were great at Jordan gym shoes, you know, but he didn't know how much his mom had to go work to put those on his seat. So what I decided to do was start a financial fitness program where we basically just teach them, the value of money, the power of money, the power of saving money, the power of investing money. And we, And when I started it, I started it for second, third, and fourth graders, second, third, and fourth graders because that's the field, uh, group of kids I've always dealt with in CPS, um, and I also was a, a counselor at a therapeutic day school on the West Suburbs, and those were the, the level kids I had, primary level kids. So that's how I tailored the program for those kids. And I felt like if I gave them some inkling of responsibility, financial responsibility, this would be something they can take with them. Maybe it sparked some interest later on in life. You know, that was that was one of my hopes. You know, it sparked some interest later on in life. It makes you ask questions. You should ask questions. You have a brain in your head. You should ask questions. You know, that's so cool. that's how that, that program came about. Pretty much just to help kids better understand um, money. You know, it was it was very basic.
4: You're uh, you're obviously An exceptional person Because I've never said my experience In Chicago Public School has been good So it takes certain (laughs) (laughs) It takes certain people To do certain things I felt bad when you said that But that's my true feelings But it takes certain people to do certain things (laughs) You know
6: You're absolutely right You know uh, one of the things I saw When I was in those classrooms um, Is You know, behavior issues, uh, not everybody is able to deal with. <laughs> Let me begin by saying that. Whether your degree is in uh, business finance, education, uh, psychology, not everyone is equipped to deal with behavior issues uh, every day. You know, it wears on some people's nerves. You know, they they, they simply can't handle it. So um, actually when I came into CPS, in day-to-day sub. Uh, my first day on the job, they put me in a, a special ed classroom, primary, And I wound up staying at that school, you know, the entire year, and I just fell in love with this group of kids. You know, I I felt like, you know, I could really make a difference and really help, you know, and and since that point, you know, I just went in and felt like this was kind of something I'm supposed to be doing. You know, God, I I really believe God, he sends you on the path, you know, and standing in front of a classroom teaching kids every day was something I never imagined I'd be doing when I was young.
4: (laughs) It wasn't you on know, your face to do
6: this, but the
4: but that's where you wound up at. You listen to Black Wall Street USA, I guess. It's Mr. Michael Finney from Group 15 out of the Englewood uh, community here in Chicago. No, I didn't have a problem with the children. I had a problem with the administration. But I uh, okay, love the I children. I <laughs> can, can handle them any day of the week. I taught at the collegiate level, too. I can handle them, but I just cannot handle grown folks. I have great difficulty yeah. with it. But <laughs>
6: but it takes Oh, no, You're right. I love working with kids. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it take a special person. It really does, Mr. Penny. The chairman's on the line. I'm gonna talk about him for a minute. He has uh, that type of personality where he can deal with people better than I can. I'm a, I have a low tolerance, but he's uh, has that diplomacy thing going for him. And you probably have it going for you too. So that's that 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 that's a leadership quality. And uh, some people do different things, and they do it well. Uh, and obviously, you're you, you're out there and connecting and uh, and doing what you do. I want to talk. I want to go to a break, and then I'm going to bring the chairman on. Uh, he did okay. get here. Uh, see there? He made me tell a lie. Made, made made me sound like a liar. Look at him. Got here before eight o'clock. Isn't that a trip? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> made a liar out of me. But anyway. Uh, I'm sorry because I produce on the Chicago Black Business Network. But we did the community update. I saw that flyer, I don't know where I saw that flyer at. I picked it up or it came to me in my email and I saw that flyer about the uh the clothing drive. And it's just one yes. of the things that you're doing. Will you wanna tell us a little bit about that?
6: Absolutely. Uh, the clothing drive and it's actually be our um second annual clothing drive. And it started uh, of course last year, first year I did it Um, when I was running for alderman over in the 15th Ward. And uh, so when Christmas Eve came around, I just felt like one of the things people in my area needed uh, were clothes, you know, and kids needed toys. And for those who didn't have a a meal on Christmas, Christmas Eve, or Christmas Eve Eve, you know, I wanted to provide them with something um, on Christmas Eve. So my pastor, Pastor uh, Alan Richards over at Revival Tabernacle Church, he has allowed me to uh, come in and do my annual Christmas Eve um, uh, event, and we're gonna do um, gonna do it again this year. Where we just collect clothes from, you know, anyone. If you have clothes that you're tossing out, change of the season, uh, too big, too small, you know, give us a call, and I'll come pick them up from you. And um, we're gonna distribute all of that stuff on Christmas Eve. Um, last year, we're fortunate enough. Channel Seven came out and covered us. Um, we kind of got the word out there for us, so that was, you know, much appreciated. But I think the bigger issue is we have to take initiative to repair our communities. You know, it's up to us. You know, we can't, we can't expect to reach downtown for an answer when, you know, you and I, we're sitting right here next, next to each other. You know, we live next door to each other. Those guys on the other side of town, they live on the other side of town, so you can't expect them to have the love and the care and concern that we're going to have. You know, we have, we have to join hands and, you know, and get out here and repair our communities. Um, so, again, going back to the clothes drive, that's what it, it came out of. And, um, you know, I had one, one person in the neighborhood ask me, you know, what I still doing it this year because, you know, it was no automatic race. And I said, man, I'll be doing that every year until I'm gone. Great, and You
4: sort
8: of you
6: know, like well.
4: dug your feet into this, and this is what you're going to be doing for a while. Yeah. Now, um, I mean, the organization, the, the, the total organization. Now, I did watch watch the video on your website as you were walking through the community, and that's, uh, that's a good visual of what's going on in the community, very good visual. Um, and I'm looking forward to, as the community news reporters move from the audio stage of uh, the blog talk uh, radio stage that we do move Into a community uh, TV show we're heading in that Direction mm-hmm. because that type of Visual is what We need to see uh, Whether Absolutely. whether you like it or you don't like it you just need to see the truth It just needs to be yep. shared uh, And not uh, Honey coated what's it called sugar uh, coated Sugar coated what's going on We need to uh, We need to have the truth going Out block by block Uh, neighborhood by neighborhood, city by city. And we do need to ask the question, uh, as Janet Jackson says, if all of us, you know, in the community, as you're talking to your people, what have you done for your community lately? Because people will ask you to do for them, but the question needs to be asked more and more often, what have you done lately? And that's how we're going to go to break, Mr. Finney. Stay with us. Uh, You're listening to Black Wall Street USA. Our guest is Mr. Michael Finney, president of Group 15. Uh, The chairman is on the line, and we're going to go to the chairman right after this break. Thank you for being on Black Wall Street USA with us tonight. wjpc Chicago's Community Affairs Calendar, powered by Chicago's Black Business Network. I'm Sonia Cassandra Perdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. Join us today and touch the world. The Black Star Project, located at 3509 South King Drive, has established a Real Men Read Program. You know that real men read, I know that real men read, we know that real men write, they invent, they invest, take care of their families, care and fight for their communities and villages. Now our children need to know that real men read so that they too will love reading and learning. The Black Star Project invites men and fathers from our communities to read to K through third graders. Ivory Harris at 773-285-9600 will be happy to give you more information. That's 773-285-9600. This is an all-out call for real men. Give a little time. It will make a great difference. You may also visit www.blackstarproject.org for more information.
7: Do you need money to grow or start a business? Are you tired of working for little pay and no appreciation? Have you been seeking employment with no results? Then contact Strategic Solutions Network, Inc. today. Call 773-793-9128. Their strategists, grant writers, and career specialists can help you increase your profit margin and achieve your goals. For more information, call Nita Margent at 773-793-9128 or visit their website at www dot ssn can do it dot com for appointments call seven seven three seven nine three nine one two eight today
8: feel that you're surrounded on all sides by your mortgage company then you need foreclosure attacker our team of legal experts are here to help if you and your family are struggling with mortgage payments and having high interest rate in foreclosure or have questions about the legality of your mortgage documents Call Foreclosure Attacker at 866 669 or visit www.foreclosureattacker.com. Call 866-669-0395 today to win the fight against your mortgage beast.
4: Welcome back. You are listening to Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. All Black, all news, all you for December 8th. 2011. Tonight's segment is Black Wall Street USA and I guess it's Mr. Michael Finley from group15.org and it's a pleasure speaking with them. I'm with him, I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. Join us today and touch the world. We want to thank all of our sponsors. I don't want to go on without thanking all of our sponsors. If you'd like to hear your ad sponsor right here, if you'd like to support us, give me a call, 312-239-8835, 312-239-8835. We'll get your information out there. We'll get you some hits to your website. Just give me a call, 312 239 35. I've just gone reggae crazy. I've just gone reggae crazy. That was In Love With Mango from the CD of the International Women of Reggae. We're always looking for new music. Uh, I need some new music. That's a new spoken word. I just love that. love that. And you know, earlier you was listening to He Loves Me. Uh, that was also the International Women of Reggae. We've had some great music tonight. Just great. So I'm excited. When people go back and listen to us in the archive, they're going to be so uh, surprised. We also pray Great Stills in the Winter by Boise Queen. Yes, Mr. City, it makes you stop what you do and look out the window and take a moment. It does that to everyone. This is Black Wall Street USA. Our call-in number is 347-326-9477. Our call-in number is 347-326-9477. The chat room is open. I'm going to put the website's for our sponsors, foreclosureattacker.com, and can do it SSN can do it in the chat room so that if you wish you can follow up with them. Uh Chairman is in the uh green room out there, our uh green room out there. Chairman, welcome to the show, Ron, Good. how are you this
8: evening? I'm doing okay, Sonia. How are you? I did make it before 8 o'clock. I don't know (laughs) if that's about making somebody out of a liar or not, but I did get into a little bit of the show um, and very appealing uh, based on the work that uh, I'm getting ready to do in Inglewood. So it is my uh, pleasure to uh, have uh, Mr. Penley on with us tonight. So, yes, it's looking good. How is it?
4: How are you? I'm doing great. Doing great. The show went way uh, well in the beginning. I did inform them that uh, I get to take breaks. I played a lot of music and uh, just had me an all-out good time. I'm telling you, publisher, I, I had me an all-out good time. Uh wasn't expecting you here this early. I got like ten more songs just lined up here waiting to go. Uh, made a little comment that you weren't going to be here at eight anyway, so I just... Going on down, the, uh-huh. I just went on down the road uh-huh. with it. it. Uh huh, uh huh. Made me out of a liar. I don't even believe it, but that's okay. You, maybe you're getting better at what that. Maybe you're getting better at that. I'm gonna take all of that back there and watch the next I had one to, have to be
8: to, here. I had to be here. I had to uh, make myself and rush myself to get here because definitely the work that uh, we're getting ready to do in Inglewood and Mister Finley here. Uh, making some uh, points on what he's doing it's a good network and a good development to the point as um, we have the show is what have we achieved. And well, not only what we have achieved, what we can achieve by the, the guests that we do have on the program. So um, it is a, um, a, a major focus of me to be on the program tonight, like every night as we hit on our two years. Two years, you know that.
0: I know that. I know that.
4: And uh yeah. we're gonna be here next week, uh, Ron, but I don't think I think we take the last two weeks off. We're gonna gear back up real big for the uh <laughs> we're taking some more time off. we're gonna gear back up for the next uh for next year. Uh I didn't share it with you before but I wanted to share uh some of the upcoming plans that we have, which was a Ron Carter idea. I don't believe it, but anyway, we're gonna uh, monthly, ride, I think that that was a great idea, um, and we're gonna implement a Women in Business show once a month. That's, we're gonna we're gonna start that in January and talking to a few people about that, and uh, talk about women in business, their success and their obstacles, and. Uh, give them some good information that not only applies to women in business, but uh, people in general. So I would think, uh, I think that we'll probably go down this road. We'll probably invite uh, different women from across the country to co-host that show with you. How does that sound?
8: Well, I believe that that is really the science of the times, because when we look at the statistics of uh, blacks in business. Uh, Women, for the most part, have a very dominant uh, position in business. We're doing a uh, story in the next issue of South Street Journal on Chicago's, uh, uh, I was able, Alliance of Business and Leadership Entrepreneurs, in which uh, women are leading that organization which consists of about 52 black businesses that have a minimum of $2 million gross gross uh, in sales, and which women are leading that effort. So, yeah, we have to uh, do that type of uh, show in order to expand our horizons in what women are doing for the economic stability of our communities.
4: Mr. Finney, we don't want you to go away. I'm just getting an update from uh Ron Carter here. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA with host Ron Carter. I'm Sonya Purdue. Now, somebody made the comment, Ron, uh Oprah's over there uh ha- she has already built the schools uh in Africa and they are for young women. And someone asked the question which ties into what you just said, uh women are predominant in, in the business in businesses now. Now, she's building schools for young black African women so that, you know, to raise them up to a different level, educational, wise, culturally, whatever the case may be, linguistics, whatever the case may be. Someone says, well, what happened to the men? I mean, if you have all these educated women, who are they going to marry? Where are they men? So now uh, if women are leading in the business world uh, and in the job market, once again, black man is left behind, is he not?
8: Well, we are, I mean, even to the earlier part of uh, the program tonight when we addressed the Inglewood community, that is, the Inglewood definitely have a reflection of black America. So when we look at that particular community, and we see the status of men versus women, um, and even to the point that we look at education and then we look at jobs. And we see men continually to be on the corners. Uh, we ask that question, where is the equal uh, gender? Where, where are the women? So if the women are not hanging out on the corners like the men are, and I'm speaking about young men, um, you know, in their late teens, in their early 20s, as we see their dominance on the street, and we know that women have a higher population than men, then Inglewood definitely is a reflection and can be the reflection of the future. So it's not, uh, in my perspective, not a a question of where are the men uh, as it relates to business, but what are we doing as a society to address this balance? Because that balance is not a reflection of other ethnic groups around the city of Chicago, even to the point as we look at the the businesses in of other ethnics in the black community, we see the men that are running those businesses. And we rarely, very rarely, see the female of those operations in the businesses. So where are their females based on we see their men? Uh and there are some cultural differences where if we look at uh Asian people we do see an equal uh agenda based on Asians being in those businesses, whether it's a cleaners, whether it is a uh um, uh, um china food or uh, what what you I'm sorry I can't even call it out right what is it uh, Chinese, Chinese food. food, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Chinese food, or is it running a cleaners, or if it's running even a clothing store, you see the women present among Korean, um, or Korean or Asian uh, ethnics, but upon uh, Arabs, you do not see the women in those stores, so we may be addressing some type of a cultural identification within the black community as it relates to economic growth or or individual stability. And I do look at the the community makeup, such as communities as Inglewood, using that as an example. That if the men are continuing to be on the corner and we do not see the women, then do we assume that the women are taking care of the children or the women are in school or are the women um, at work? So that is a reflection and concern. How do we address that, uh, even as we look at the earlier commercial that was here when we talked about uh, from the black Star, and it raised the question, Uh, Do um, What what was the commercial Black men read
4: Real men
8: read Yeah real men read So that means that How do we identify The role and the image Of men As we control the economic Stability of our community Even to the point when we look At education uh, I can even reflect back When I was a kid that even in the in the classrooms, we knew that for the most part, if you have the majority of women in the classroom, that's normally the smart classroom. But when you see a majority of boys in the classroom, that's majority of the, the dumb room, so to speak. So I never thought here, about it like a, that. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah that, as a matter of fact, that is the case. And so, and, and the men that were in the classrooms. I mean the boys that was in the classroom with the girls, those boys were normally good in education. And so and then the women, the females, that were in the room with majority boys, those were the females that were normally not up to part in their education where they were the females that were the troublemakers in the school. So there is a cultural legacy that is going on in our community from way back when that that has a reflection of where we are now as far as women dominating in the business. Yes, we still have a great majority of men that are in business more than black. Women, but black women are more dominant in among their culture in business than any other ethnic group.
4: yes, they are, and uh with that in mind, you listen to black wall street u s a with that in mind uh as they became uh dominant uh that's why the state and the county and the city. Made that distinct distinction to bring women uh certifications in to remove uh some of the money from minorities as they begin to grow up in that and become certified and do business with the city and state. But that's a whole other show. I just want to say, and we're going to bring uh, Mr. Finney back on, I just want to remind the listeners, we had some great shows in the archive. A couple of weeks ago we did a show on ch- uh, Children Need Both Parents, General Parker who was with us, and we also did a show last week. The, the last half of the show was the Child Support Business, and the, the response has just been uh, Wow, it's just we need, we're gonna have to have some more shows on that. We're gonna have to have some specific shows uh, on the child support business again because these, they uh, had some organizations call me and I wish I could have the names, but I don't, I'm so sorry. Uh, Some organizations contact me and some people contact me because they want to talk about the child support business some more and some more and some more. And I've had them reach out uh, to General Parker who is the vice president of Illinois Fathers and they don't know each other and there are different entities out here working on this. Uh one guy I think his father's voice is Fathers Voices, uh, Mr. Bay, I think I'm getting that correct. Um there are different entities out here working on the same thing. Well you know our Chicago's Black Business Network, that's what I do. But they have not connected. And this make our jobs so much harder when we don't do this people. It make we try and stay in our little Cubby holes and our little uh, mindsets, uh, untouchable, unreachable, and, and you know we're dedicated to what we're doing. But the job is so much harder, isn't it, Chairman? When we do it by ourselves believe me, it is. You uh, you need that connection and that outreach. Nobody's trying to take over anything from you. Uh, you need to figure out how you can work with and intermediately with some of these organizations. It'll only make you stronger. Can you amen that, Chairman?
8: You got it, Amen. Very well and very strong. Okay,
4: we're gonna bring Mr. Finney back and I uh, want to thank him, Mr. Finney, Michael Finney, President of Group15.org, and Ron Connor kind of have not met. Ah, uh, you see what I mean, Mr. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I met brother Finney, Ron. I met,
6: back I met, to I met the brother show. Ron down at the uh, NIU um, Black and Black uh, Power Task Force meeting. Oh,
8: down, down there in basement. Yeah, in the basement over You're there. Right, right. Well, even to that point, let me uh, kind of uh, you know just give you uh, not to throw you off to a great uh, to a greater deal, but my background uh, originally is community organizing, uh, regardless of my role as chairman of Black Wall Street and publishing editor of South Street Journal. Uh, the basis of where I'm at, uh, what is based on uh, community organizing. Uh, In doing so, can you explain the difference in, uh, and even as it relates to Inglewood, uh, the difference between community organizing and community leadership? Okay,
6: well from my perspective, uh, community organizing, that has a lot to do with um, say for example, group fifteen. What I what I try to really make it my job to do is not, uh, like Ms. Putin was saying, try to feel like anybody is uh if I'm reaching out to somebody, feel like they're taking over because I feel like community, um that type of community outreach is what you're supposed to be doing as a community organization. Getting everybody involved, um, making sure everybody is aware of the process and the progress that needs to take place. And that way when you reach out, you know, you have more support. You know, you have more support across your, whether it's your ward, your district, city, but you have to get out there and, you know, uh, get out there and push for support. You can't do everything yourself, you know. I can't do everything myself, and I tell anybody that. I can't do it all myself. I have to reach out so to the is- LSCs and the PTAs, you know, and the community uh, businesses, you know, to to get things done in the, in the area. And uh, community So, leadership. what is
8: your most humble experience in doing this community organizing? What uh, you know, what what is most humble uh, to you uh, in the process of doing organizing, such as in the community of Inglewood, compared to others?
6: Yeah, uh, what what humbles me quite a bit is you know when I go in, when I'm when I'm meeting with a person or a business and I'm able to connect them with another personal business, um, and they just needed that connection or needed that resource and then from there they form a relationship. You know, that's one of the most rewarding um you know, experiences to me because that's that's that outreach that we should be doing as a community outreach and community organizing. You know, we gotta get the community involved. Uh, when people start okay, coming along, well, they're the you know the Oh, I'm,
8: I'm sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Okay, so well Taking uh, an example of Inglewood, which it was similar. That two years ago, that definitely was not Mm -hmm. the case. But Inglewood probably has about, ooh, if I can just throw a ballpark figure and say approximately maybe 150 community organizations and agencies and approximately 200 churches. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. think that scenario. In mind uh, based on, you know, give or take 50 or so, it has the most organizations and the most churches, but it still has the most problems, maybe second or third, to the West Side and the Roseman community. Mm-hmm. How do you address or how do you assess that type of scenario?
6: Thing you have to look at is uh, just, just comparing Bronzeville and Englewood. Uh, growing up over here, you know, the same block and everything where I am now. Um, this area has, and, and to me honestly, when I was a kid, this area was much worse than it is now. Um, mm-hmm. and it's a lot, lot easier to walk down the street around here to me now. That's to me because I've been around here for 40 years, you know. Um, so when we look at things like that, we got to look at what type of choices we are making over 10 and 20 and 30 and 40 years, just like when you, were, uh, you brought up that good point about uh, the young brothers on the corner, you know, and where are the women, those are choices we're making. We have to break that cycle of making bad choices for our community and families. And that's what I think we need
8: to start. Is it choices or is it programmed uh, type of scenarios that comes from uh, higher power? I think we can we can say
6: it's programming to an extent, but at some point you have to break the cycle and start anew. There's no other choice. You so, can't keep going on right. with the way things are. I mean, his, you know, speaking history and historically, you know, we can speak history and historically, you know, for quite some time, but a cycle has to be broken. It has to be a new chapter that starts, you know, and that's, that's really? more also what group, the lines of group 15 is on.
8: So as um, Black Wall Street, South Street Journal, uh, we are opening up an office on the corner, right off the corner of 69th and Racine. That's just about in the heart of Inglewood. Uh, And as we do so, naturally, uh, as people walk by and see people going into this uh, building that's been vacant for about a year, uh, the young brothers were asked the questions, what's going on in here? So they have a curious thoughts of what's going on, even though these are the same guys that hang on the corner selling their drugs on Sixty 69th and Racine. How do we turn their interest? I mean, I do have an idea based on their interest in us, But uh, one of the things we do,
6: well, I, I walk around the neighborhood every day just, you know, interacting with people. But I think, and this is just something I do, I know not everybody's doing this, but to get out and actually talk to those people, you know, and not treat them as those people. I can't call them those people because I grew up with those people. I, I am, am these people. We're all black right here. So we have to, again, we're You're a Banger or those choices we are yeah. making. You know, when you say, uh, you know, the young brothers, you know, looking at the building want to come in and quite haven't made the choice to, you know, to make that change, we have to make that change as black men. If we don't take back our communities, they won't be our communities. You know, we really can't, you you we have to Uh, get to uh, a point uh, where, you know, we can't come up with, you know, uh, well, I didn't do it because of this, or I didn't do it because of that, when, you know, the future is is, is very bleak in, in, in some areas, you know. Mm-hmm. So we just have to stop and make different choices.
8: So let me ask you, were you a drug dealer or a gangbanger in your, in your youth? Or, um, did, you, or did you escape those elements? I escaped those elements.
6: And, um, you know, of course, your mommy and dad try to keep you in the house, but what's in the house is different from what out, what's outside the front door. So, uh, you know, in high school and growing up in the area, all my friends were gangbangers. I mean, this was a much different mm-hmm. area back then. You know, um, I remember, you know, standing on my my corner, six, seven years old, and watching a, a gang rally just ride past and, and they had their service over in Limboom Park, you know. But these were also the same, you know, brothers around here that when trouble would come, they say, hey, little Mike, go home. Hey, man, why don't you go that mm-hmm. way? You know, so mm-hmm. when it comes to that, that's why I can't call them those people because, you know, it's those type of brothers, they got me standing here doing what I'm doing today. Not saying they took care of me, but when they saw danger coming, they said, "Hey, Mike, man, go home. You know, go that way."
8: So, walk how are walk. you directing? Right. Well, how are you directing when you talk to them and and have that dialogue with them when they're on the street? What's the next step?
6: When you're, I'm sorry. What you say? I'm sorry. You're breaking up a little bit.
8: Okay. When you um. Talking to them and having dialogue With them on the streets What is mm-hmm. the next step That you are uh, directing them Or is there a next step Or is it just yes. communicating Absolutely um, One of the,
6: the steps I take is The first thing I do I get a brother's invitation to church That's the, per- the first thing I do you know. And since then we've had brothers Coming to that church and And, and it's amazing you know, it's amazing you'll see the brothers who want to change their life and change the Which things that's going that? on.
8: That's about about, right? a lot right there,
6: 6415 South Ashland. Uh, okay. Pastor uh, Alvin Richards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but once that's you, you know, you get out and talk to brothers, that's the first thing I do, invite them to church. Second thing I do is get not just young brothers, young sisters, involved with this LSCs at your different schools. You know, I sit um, on the LSC, I'm the chair over at John Hope, and vice chair over at Goodlow, and I don't have a child in either one of the schools. But it's still my job to look out for these kids and bring in programs like they were my child. You know, so and these are the things that I I try to relate to other brothers. You know, if if I'm not doing it myself, I can't go out and, you know, tell somebody else, hey, you should be doing this, you should be doing this. But I can say, hey, brother, why don't you come help me collect these clothes? Why don't you come help me pass out these toys uh, next week? And I do give volunteers that way, and
8: and they wind up coming to church and staying. So when we are speaking about the future of the Inglewood community, let me ask you, are you familiar with uh, uh, CMAP, Chicago Metropolitan Area Planning? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, And that is planning the land use in the Inglewood community, I guess working with Teamwork Inglewood. Is uh, mm-hmm. so you familiar with Teamwork? Okay. So yeah, how, yeah, you, absolutely. But how do you see that planning as it comes from the Department of Planning and the community mm-hmm. organizations as it look at the business growth of Inglewood because you, you we can see... Uh, going down Halster Street from 55th Street to um, really all the way down to 79th Street to a great extent, uh, 69th Street, um, what a even 63rd Street, which was once a a hub of businesses, say even in the mm-hmm. 1930s, all the way up to the 70s. How do you engage the community? into the economic stability of what is going on uh, as it relates to those type of initiatives. Now, it's very hard, um,
6: you know, and I, I, you know this as well, it's very hard getting people involved with things where they don't feel like they're going to get a financial reward. You know, um, and that's even how, you know, some people tend to look at going to vote. Um, so you really have to encourage, you know, especially this younger generation that has kind of influxed in the area, you have to stress the importance of um, economic development, being aware of what's going on in the neighborhood, and possibly even, you know, contact an alderman's office and being involved with what's going on in the neighborhood,
8: uh, with what's right. coming to well, the neighborhood. okay. Right. Well, Michael, uh, hold on with us. We're going to take a, a, a quick break, and then we want to come okay. back and kind of elaborate a little bit more on this economic agenda uh, for the Inglewood community. Mr. Okay,
4: Okay, well, thank you. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA. This is Sonya Cassandra Perdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. Our caller number is 347 Our guest tonight is Mr. Michael Finley of Group 15 out of the Englewood area right here in Chicago. We'll be right back with Ron Carter right after this break. You're listening to WJPCFM Chicago's Community Affairs Calendar, powered by Chicago's Black Business Network. I'm Sonia Cassandra Perdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. Join us today and touch the world. The UAPA says that if we buy black, we can erase unemployment. The United American Progress Association asks that you save your receipts from each of the black-owned businesses where you shopped in the past month and bring them every fourth Monday to the United American Progress Association meeting at 1716 West 79th Street at 7 p.m. Once again, the meetings will be held at 1715 West 79th Street in Chicago at 7 p.m. each 4th Monday. For more information, call 773-952-8829. That's 773-952-8829.
5: We're the soul of Chicago.
7: Hello, this is Prentice L. Allison, founder and president of SPSI, Service Perfect Solutions, Incorporated, a network of financial service professionals teaching people how to use life insurance and annuities to retain more of their income and pay the least tax on it. Our toll-free number is 877-902-9048. We are proud to have served more than 500 clients, national and international, from ages 0 to 99 for the past 30 years. My tip to you today is, if you are a business owner with at least one employee, including yourself, it would behoove you to get business life insurance. Why? Thank you for asking. Seven points I want to leave with you. Your premiums are tax deductible. Your policy bills cash tax deferred. Your cash reserve inside the policy is yours to use tax-free. The policy will replace your income If death occur prematurely, the company will pay the premiums if you become disabled. The policy will return all premiums to you when you retire. Last but not least, make sure your agent is well experienced in business life insurance. Stay tuned for more tips on how to use life insurance and annuities to help yourself today and protect your family and business tomorrow. This is Prentice L. Allison, president of SPSI. Toll-free number is 877-902-9048. I wish you well, and to God be the glory.
3: In this, her first romance novel, State of Ecstasy, Jew Ephraim finds passion on the lush island of Martinique. Reminiscent of the works of Klippas and Lawrence, Jew Ephraim's rich emotional landscape delivers an achingly accessible complexity that makes state of ecstasy steamy, provocative, and fresh, and its author, a forceful new voice, who brings an entirely new level of heat to romance. With her soon-to-be-released paranormal novel, Ephraim is giving us a brand new insight into this genre. Find her books on Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold.
0: Hey, God Black Hill? You know, that dirty spot on the back of your right shoe and both shoes if you drive a stick. Are you sick of wet, cold feet from driving barefoot in the winter? If you're tired of trying to figure out how to protect your expensive footwear from damage while driving, look no further than www.heelshield.com for the answer to your driving shoe protection problems. www.heelshield.com H-E-E-L-S-H-I-E-L-D
4: Are you hosting an event? Would you even think about leaving 20,000 folks off of your invitation list? Well, stop. What you're doing? Because you don't want to miss sending out an invitation to the 20,000 Chicagoland residents who read South Street Journal's new entertainment and dining section. Now, would you? The South Street Journal has been serving the Southside community for more than 17 years and has a loyal and expanding readership base. So whether you are hosting an event or cater to those who have events, you truly want to be in the next issue of the South Street Journal, call 312-239-8835 to place your ad now. This media package includes a web page with clickable links to all advertisers in the entertainment and dining section of the South Street Journal. Success is just a phone call away. Call 312-239-8835 to place your ad today. 312-239-8835. I like that music, too. Welcome back. You're listening to Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you. Tonight's segment is Black Wall Street USA. Our host is Ron Carter, chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago. I'm Sonya Cassandra Perdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. Join us today at Touch the World. Also author of Black America, Asking Ourselves the Tough Questions, book one, 2010, now available on Amazon.com. Our caller number is 347 326 Check us out in the archives, and you can listen to our show we, uh, on rebroadcast at WJPC. Chicago.com, Saturday mornings, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Let's welcome our guest, Mr. Michael Finney Finney, from Group 15 and uh, Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago. Sound like I'm going to sleep here. We're winding down and I'm winding down. Welcome back to the show.
8: Okay. Uh, Well, good to be back here. So, Mr. Finney, we are looking at uh, 69th Street as a Black Wall Street district, and also uh, Holster Street from 50, I believe, it's 59th Street to 69th Street as a Black Wall Street district. Are you familiar with those uh, developments? Uh, I haven't heard of those.
6: Uh, well, any in-depth information about those developments? Uh, hopefully the elected officials that we put in an office to help you get that done and get that accomplished so it can help the community.
8: Right. Well, just a a footnote for you. There will be a meeting um, on, I believe it's the 18th or 19th of this month. Uh, I know it's on a Wednesday, uh, where the community will be engaged in looking at Halstead Street and 69th Street as Black Wall Street districts, um, can you give me your uh, type of what does that mean to you, based on those uh, two business trips being designated a Black Wall Street district, and uh, uh, to well, you, and what do you think it relates to the community at large?
6: Well, I think uh, the revitalization of, of any type of uh, Black empowerment, economic empowerment in our own communities, is a great thing. Um, As you already know, uh, most of the businesses that are in our area, like I said before, the churches, the gas stations, you know, convenience stores. So for something that would actually provide jobs and and bring economic stability and growth to the area, it's only going to be a great thing. Um, You know, when I was younger, and and you guys know this much better than me, that 63rd Street area along Halstead, it was like going to Great America every weekend with my grandmother, you know, because, The area was just so rich with culture um, and economic prosperity for people. It was was business going on over there, you know, businesses over there. And to see that come back to the Englewood area, uh, I think that would be a great thing. Mm
8: -hmm. Well, there was a business person that, um, you know, when we were first starting Black Wall Street, kind of put it to, uh, on the floor, on the table for discussion. He indicated that the problem in the black community is is that social service agencies and ministers was leading the agenda of the black community as it is different from other ethnics where business people lead the economic and business agenda of the community. Do you think Mm -hmm. that is the case and is that, a bad or good or indifferent, uh situation
6: I think That um, Pastors can definitely be involved As far as being the, the leader And spokesperson for any economic development In our neighborhood that needs to be done By someone who has the background And the know-how and know what they're talking about And that may not necessarily Be someone's past You know so we need that, that Person in there that's going to Represent us, and run a, like I said, bring those businesses. With so many, you know, over 200 churches, or you know, give or take 50, as you said, um, we could do a. We need to put forth a, a much bigger effort with having all of these churches work together. Because if we have all of these churches scattered around our, our neighborhood and our wards, you know, it really should be a decrease in crime going on right now. You know, the way I see it. Uh, so when we're talking about sure. economic development coming sure. and you know, pastors kind of leading the call and leading the way, I think the best person for that job should lead the way.
8: Well, how do you, uh, can you assess why is it, well, let's take um, Foster Street and 69th Street that those commercial strips, uh, and I'm really looking at 69th Street because I've been focusing on it, how do you assess that that business trip has approximately three churches per block versus three black businesses per block. what do you contribute that to? Well Is in that, that church well Oh go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean yeah, I'm just trying to get out of it. What do you contribute how did that develop that we can establish churches? You know, and I take, you know, I'm working with a couple of churches on 69th Street now, but mm-hmm. I still raise the question to them, how is it that the black community can build and set up churches on these business trips and not be able to do businesses as other ethnics do? What do you think and why do you feel that that has came about? Or what's the scenario there?
6: Well, I think um, well with black businesses opening up in the area. I think with the, with the church situation, it's been uh, somewhat easier to open the doors, you know, of the church than it is a black business in the area, you know. The, and another thing with black businesses in the area, we have to support the businesses in our area so they can stay open and remain in our area. Now, if we have businesses coming in, but we still run out to the mainstream or to the mall or the fortune or wherever we're going and we're driving right past all of these black businesses we're talking about, then we're kind of killing ourselves, shooting ourselves in the foot. You know, we have to recognize well, Right.
8: Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah, you know, we have to But there is a you know, scenario, about,
8: uh, a concept that the city of Chicago is contemplating down-zoning commercial strips, and there was a meeting uh, about a month and a half ago in the Inglewood community where that was uh, brought up and it was at on sixty third and uh at the bank where the uh maps the department of planning and the uh list uh made some presentation to community organizations where they did indicate that the city uh of Chicago is looking at downs on the commercial space. Um so because of that policy that may be put in place, uh, how do you think that or what should the community do, or is it too late for the community to, or the black community to catch up with the parity of business ownership uh, on streets such as hosted 63rd, and 69th Street?
6: Right, I think uh, we're going to forever be too late if we don't start changing the choices we make. And I think that's really the bottom line of what needs to take place in our community. We have to change the choices we make, again, with the businesses. If we don't, you know, Mm -hmm. support these businesses, if we don't shop in our own communities, and I'm not saying you should only shop in your community, but Mm -hmm. if we don't support these businesses that are here and that we say we want to come back, You know, this is really just going to be that ongoing cycle. It's not going to change. You know, so, again, it it goes back to these choices we're going to make as African Americans in our community. You know, we we have to change.
8: Do you know if there any survey or assessment of how many black businesses there are in the Inglewood community? Uh, And I'm speaking of almost mm, a little bit west, of western street going east to state street just about is there uh, a group or somebody that have those numbers
6: um well actually um and i don't have those numbers uh right in front of me but again i'm i'm out in the ward and around the city every day most of the businesses that i uh i observe in our neighborhood that stay open year after year after year are barbershops and uh Beauty salons, you know those things those type of businesses survive you know, and they car washes they survive those are black businesses those other businesses that we want to stay open, which are black owned such as a a subway or a hardware store things of things of that nature, those are not as prevalent as um upkeep businesses, meaning hair and hair right. you know haircuts uh car washes, so again that only shows. What we're spending our money on. The best thing. Okay, well,
8: right now, let me kind of backtrack a little bit. Uh, Group fifteen. Does that have any bearing on the fifteenth ward, or group fifteen operates outside of the fifteenth ward as well?
6: Yeah, group fifteen started. uh, The name group fifteen was. fifteen of course being the fifteenth ward and where I you know grew up and lived. Um that's where the name came about and initially when we started we were doing um uh, things in the fifteenth ward, you know, so right around my neighborhood I wanted to see things change. Fortunately we started um getting some calls from other organizations, other people, other businesses. Um I had a chance to uh participate in the Haiti relief effort, uh where I drove down the lead ambulance um for Commissioner Brooks and Mayor Daly along with a group of very good and dedicated firefighters, you know, when they uh, donated the three ambulances down. Um, so we not only, and we also donated close to, you know, tsunami in Japan, uh, you know, incident that happened out there. So over time we've been, in just a short two years, we've been able to involve ourselves with things outside of the 15th Ward and outside of Chicago. Um, you okay. know, my love and my heart is always going to be, you know, here in Chicago and making sure our kids you know, have the best education and things they need to, to stay in our communities.
8: Right. Well, we're getting ready to come close to the end of the program. I do want to uh uh work with you and invite you to this meeting that we're gonna be having um in maybe about two weeks from now, uh on the Black Wall Street, um, in seventy ninth. seventy nine I'm sorry, seventy well, ninth street as well on sixty ninth street and and Halster Street, uh, because we are working with uh, so you are familiar with Rage and uh Miss Heel Carter in Inglewood? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and so which those are a couple of groups that are engaging in uh working on these these Black Wall Street uh operations in which we will be having a meeting to address that. So we definitely wanna have you involved. Uh are there any meetings that's coming up uh, for uh, Group 15? And how can we get in contact with you and our listeners to be able to reach out to you as well?
6: Absolutely. Well, um, I can be contacted um, at the website, group15.org. Uh, they can also give me a call, uh, 773-599-2489. Or if someone wants to email us, they can email us at we work together at group 15org Uh spelled out. Uh we work together. Oh. Um any meetings coming up. Uh we don't we continue to have any meetings for the month of December coming up. Mainly what we have for the month of December is a bunch of activities planned. Uh we have a again our closed live is on Christmas Eve where we're gonna be giving those things away. Uh we just did a Thanksgiving event in the past. We're working with uh, the church on their um, angel project, which will be, I think, December 17th over at the church. Um, and we're also having the sister-to-sister uh, night, tomorrow night at the church. So a lot of what we do, you know, I try to work very closely with the schools and the churches. Um, over at Goodwill, uh Elementary, we're going to be giving away food. The PTA will be giving away food over there. And uh, over at John Hope, we just I was able to get a, a tie program, um Brought over there for the kids, Muay Thai, dance, and drama, and that just came from you know reaching out to different organizations in the neighborhood, and one organization, ICC, International, uh, International Changers, uh, can't think of the whole name, but that organization offered to come into John um, Hope and give us this program for the kids where they learn in dance and and drum line and Muay Thai and then being taught by you know actually Muay Thai fighters. Um, so, you know, I'm, Route 15 is really an a action organization, you know um, We're going to talk for a little while But more we're going to get out there and start working <laughs> Okay, Finney, That's pretty much what
4: uh, we, we do. Ron, Ron and Mr. Finney I'm going to give the last couple of minutes to uh, someone who has a comment Listen to Black Wall Street USA uh, Caller, uh, last four digits, 9581 You have a question State your name and where you're calling from And your, uh, your comments You got a couple of minutes here
0: All right, Armadale, Gary, Indiana. Uh, I'd like to make a comment regarding Ron Carter's question to Mr. Finney. He asked about the difference in establishing churches and establishing businesses in the Englewood community. It does not take any expertise to establish a church. It does not take educational background. Uh, You can be ordained via Internet. You can be ordained via friend in the church. And what happens with storefront churches, basically they are extrapolating the income from the community to benefit a chosen few in the church. When you are dealing with business, you need expertise, you need continuous training, you need desire, and then you need finance. And these are things that we are not looking at as a whole in the black community, because if we are going to establish business, we need to look at establishing and planning our own business plans for which businesses we'd like to see established in our communities. If we want franchises to be successful, then we have to have plans that are in place for young people that, or older people that would like to establish business, and we have to have a support base in place that will support these businesses once we get them up and running. And as it stands now, we are – more or less in conversation of the whys uh, they are either established or why not they are successful. And they are not successful because of lack of planning. The Department Uh, of uh, Planning and Development.
4: And that's a good point to end it on right there. We want to thank you for coming. uh, And we want you to call in earlier next time. (laughs) uh, I shall. Thank you. thank you. And you shall. Thank you so much, and your uh, comment is thank appreciated. You. We're going to close out. Mr. Finney, we want to thank you so much for being here. We have definitely enjoyed you. We're going to We have some great dialogue. We're going to roll this out so we can share with everybody that we know. Chairman, thank you for uh, coming on in and uh, being a part of this, because I'm just going to run this show, you know. Well, we' are gonna uh, follow
8: up with uh, we're gonna follow up with Finley, and today we can drop that lady from Gary, Indiana, with her true comments because she definitely hit it right on the top of where where she did yes, she did, versus, versus, yes, uh, she did. Business,
4: You'd listen you know? to black wall street u s a want to thank each and every one of you for listening and for being with us tonight. Have a great evening, and please join us next thursday, seven p m We'll be right here. Have a great day.